I used to do lots of things. special prop i'm doing a carrot top thing oh <laughs> can't wait i actually don't know what he has here <laughs> free press yeah it's this tote bag i got because i went to a talk last night that was co-hosted um by the free press which is barry weiss's mm-hmm. uh publication they're doing great work independent journalism and it's also it was also Co-sponsored by um, Fire, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression. Yes, um, another great or- organization doing some. They are work. great. Um, they're like what the, the ACLU used to be. Like exactly, precisely. Yeah, yeah. they're they're great. Yeah. Um, I've looked into them. I'm not too far from Philly. I'm, I'm not leaving my job. I like my job a lot. Mm-hmm. But if there was like the one place I have considered looking to work, yeah. Because they have an office in Philly and an office in DC, um, but nope, I'm content. Yeah. And <laughs> just if anyone I work with ever hears this, I'm very happy. I really do love my job. I love what I do. Good. Uh, but Fire is great. They are yeah. exactly what you said. They're like what the ACLU used to be. Yeah. Um, they're nonpartisan. They're we're not paid to say any of this, uh, by the way. But they're yeah. nonpartisan. They just kind of stick up for values, which is what organizations like that should do. And yeah. um, they defend you know, right-wing professors and left-wing students and vice yeah. versa. And because yeah. they really stood, the E used to be education right. and they expanded more, I think, because they saw that gap mm. in like, because the ACLU just became a progressive activist organization yeah. And, yeah. and basically like uh, attack dogs for the Democrat party, yeah. um, Democratic party. Uh, Fire saw an opportunity to expand into just kind of like all facets of culture, yeah. which is great because we need yeah. them. Um, yeah, they're great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I was Linkianov. Greg. Yeah, Link- Greg Lukianov. Like you, Lukianov. Lukianov. Yeah, yeah. I, I always mess his name up. Um, yeah, he like kind of started. And um, do you know what's funny? The mm. mighty Ira, Ira Glasser, who was one of the, like one of my heroes, like one of the great lawyers of the ACLU. He literally litigated the Skokie Nazi case. Mm. um he sits on the board of fire so it kind of shows like he's i don't know if he's at the aclu still right uh, but he i know that he sits on the board of fire and it's like a big part in their creation but anyway enough about fire yeah um yes the free press is barry is it just her Substack, or is it like a other kind of i think it's just the Substack right now um but i do know that they have several offices i I like 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 one in new york and one in la oh they have offices yeah oh apparently so they're 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 starting to become more legit and they have a podcast Cool. Um, I love so. Barry Weiss's podcast, but mm. I didn't know that the free press had one. She yeah. does like legit. She's one of those ones that does like legit journalism, like yeah. deep dive. I, 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 and they're not always political. Like a lot of times there are culture war stuff. Yeah. Cause that's, what's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But like, I just listened to one recently. It's just about like grief. This mm. guy who wrote a book on grief and he lost his children in this horrible car accident. Mm. And it was like so touching and interesting. And like, it's that kind of shit that, is like i'm glad people do that yeah like, i'm glad yeah. that she does that her, her wife is also great too nelly um, i have a bit of a grudge 
against Nelly. Why? Because she so she used to be very woke and very yes. establishment. Yes. She, she was writing for the New York Times. She wrote this hit piece on Jordan Peterson. She's the one that the whole like uh, enforced monogamy oh, really? thing. Like, Wait, do, do you remember when that 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 was a big controversy a few years back, like in 2016, 2017? Not really. So she she wrote this this she 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 hung out with Jordan Peterson when he really blew up and he was doing tours around the world and everything. She hung out with him for several days and the way she, from what I heard, was this, so I actually talked to Dave Rubin about this. This is before he he became like a, like a right wing dipshit, but back when he was more kind of middle of the ground, middle of the road, and he was going on tours with with Jordan Peterson and and the way it was she, she approached it was like, hey, I really like I think what you're doing is really interesting. Can I spend some time with you for a few days and get to know you? And so. According to them, she, like they talked about a whole bunch of different things, but she focused. I think the name of the, the name of the article was the, um, Jordan Peterson, custodian of the patriarchy, or something like that. Uh -huh. And and she yeah, she yeah. highlighted this thing called enforced monogamy, mm -hmm. and she just didn't Google what enforced monogamy is. So she interpreted it. He, he brought it up, and she, she thought enforced monogamy meant the government forces women to marry men so that way men aren't lonely and so of course that sounds like a fucked up like crazy yeah. manosphere type thing that's yeah. not what enforced monogamy is it actually comes from sociology or uh, something like, it's like, like like you know it's an actual concept and what it means is <clears throat> culturally inculcated monogamy so it's a culture that celebrates monogamy and and right. so the new york times actually had written in like in the 90s had written two articles talking about how enforced monogamy is actually good actually produces good outcomes for women when you have a culture where monogamy is celebrated there's mm -hmm. less um you know spousal abuse there's less domestic mm -hmm. violence against women there's less rape mm -hmm. because men are being taught hey find one woman to stay with for the rest of your life and treat her right yeah um so but, but she, she misinterpreted it and she made it seem like jordan peterson is, is saying we need yeah. that the government needs to force women to marry men lonely yeah. men like handmade sale shit exactly yeah yeah and so actually I, yeah that's even that's even further than for enforced monogamy because then the, there the men get multiple wives. But exactly, yes. yeah. Yes. So I, I so anyway, so I I like her now, but there's a, there's always been this kind of thing where it's like, yeah, it sure. was just like five years ago. You wrote this ridiculously stupid. Well, article. has she addressed it? Not that I know of. Yeah, um, that's fucked up. Like it, like it's one thing to have your take. Like I, trust me, I have stuff out there that I could go delete, but mm -hmm. I don't. It's yeah. like it's good to see progressions. Like yeah. very, I started <clears throat> writing blogging, whatever you want to call it. Like at the trump rise yeah yeah and i was a shit lib mm. and I, I i wasn't i guess i was pretty like critty and wrote some pretty cringe things yeah that i wouldn't write today obviously right um some i stand by sure. um some might take some my similar sentiment in terms of like gun control stuff yeah. but i would write it differently um but anyway, if you like address it, or especially if that's like an attack of someone, like mine, so like Donald Trump, my mind like were an attack of attacks of real like other people, right? But especially because it sounded like she was almost un undercover. Is that the sense I'm getting? Like, mm. she, uh, you tell me. Like, it sounded like she was kind of undercover. I, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that she disclosed she wrote for the New York Times, right? Or just want to be like, yeah. one of this. okay, okay. So, so what Dave Rubin told me was when I asked him about it, and, and he goes, "Yeah, I, I, he, he's like, dude, I, I, I told Jordan, I was like, dude, don't like she writes for the New mm -hmm. York Times, they write stupid crap now, like yeah. no, I would not go for it." And then Jordan was like, "No, I don't know, she, she seems nice, she, she seems to be coming uh, at this, you know, with good, with good faith." Yeah. And then he goes, "Yeah," and then like when that article came out, I was like, "See, I told you." Like, uh, yeah. So, I, when I, did you talk to Dave Rubin? Uh, this was like in 2016, 2017, maybe. 
um he was uh uh he, he was he was doing a show at the the, Hall, the san jose improv um so i went to go see him this is when when i used to like him when he was more kind of like old school lefty and now he's just kind of obnoxious right-wing troll oh looks like we lost you Hello. Okay. So yeah, sorry. My my Wi-Fi is being a fickle bitch. No. We'll see. We'll see if we finish this episode tonight or not. Um, yeah, you were strong Los Angeles internet. Usually my internet is usually pretty good. I don't yeah. know what's going on. It's been all day. No. It's really fucking annoying. No. Um, I mean, it's usually very good. So I don't know what the hell's going on, but anyway, uh, Nelly bowls. Yeah. Basically, you should uh, re like address whatever like if, if especially i'm assuming she's probably like changed her opinion especially on things yeah. like hit pieces considering what's happened to at least her wife i don't know about her like i don't know right. her relationship as much um with the new york times or yeah. any sort of kind of uh, mainstream media outlet but um they were really shitty to barry yeah so, oh, so anyway let's get into i'm very jealous yeah you have to go yesterday to the panel or talk or whatever it was i'm a huge red fa red scare fan um so anna kachian was one of the four speakers yes. what's funny is that i, I want to say one more thing um I, I saw a picture of tim dylan and like the speakers and i don't know what grimes looks like but right away i was like that's grimes <laughs> yes like, like i know exactly i knew exactly who she was yeah uh, so I'll get into it. So, so yeah, Tim Dillon was, was like, uh, a, a guest, a special guest host guy. Like he, he, he showed up, just did like, you know, 15 minutes of, of comedy, which is great. He, nice. he was fucking hilarious. Yeah. He, um, he came out and then he's like, yeah, so tonight we're going to be talking about uh, the sexual revolution, which is one of the, uh, biggest problems facing Los Angeles right now. Um, and it's like, you know, we, cause you know, we don't have a hundred thousand homeless people or I'm sorry, unhoused, you know, that sounds nicer, right? It's like, let's just give yeah. them a house, you know, get them on Zillow and then, then they're fine. Right. Yeah. Um, so he did a great job of kind of, like, he's kind of made fun of everybody. He made fun of, you know, uh, Barry Weiss and, and everybody, but, but it was, it was all he's good. so goddamn funny. I love him. Yeah. yeah he's he great. so funny. Yeah. Uh, he's just ripping on everybody. It was great. Yeah. Um, I tweeted, I, I commented on the pic of him with the women's like Hugh Hefner if he was gay and like brunettes. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's that's just like a that's like one of my I just like shit posts. Yeah, yeah I was just yeah. like first thought that came to my head. I'm gonna tweet it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. And then and then Barry Weiss came out and she talked um, about and she she introduced the topic, which was you know. Um, uh, uh, has the sexual revolution failed? And so I guess it's I, I guess it's called like Oxford style debate, where it's like hmm. you poll the members of the audience and you and you ask them what you know whether they agree whether they agree or disagree with it, um, and then at the end you poll them again and then you see which side managed to persuade the most people. That's very cool. Yeah, it's cool. It, it's, like it's, it's it's like the monk debates that they have in Canada. Um, I don't don't bring up Canada. Okay, I know. <laughs> we, uh, um, they're fine. They're not Australia, but come on. I know, I know. Um, but uh, uh, it, it, it was interesting. So, um, so, so, so the question was, has the sexual revolution failed? And then, um, 
So on the side that said, yes, it did fail. It was Louise Perry. She is, I, I've only seen her recently. She's been started making, I guess she, she released a book talking mm. about um, the case. Uh, the book is called The Case Against the Sexual Revolution. So, so she, she's more of a, a, a conservative type. Yeah. She's been showing up on podcasts lately. Yeah, I think I've listened to her. Anna yeah. And then, so, this, so they were both on the side that uh, the sexual revolution failed. Um, on the side that believed that it didn't fail was Grimes and Sarah Hader. And so uh, when they pulled the audience, uh, did the sexual revolution fail? It was interesting. It was 51% said it did fail and 49% said it did not fail. Um, that surprises I, me. To me, I know it was, it was completely split. Well, that was so, the first vote. That was the first vote. So, so b- 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 before mm-hmm. the debate actually started, that was, that was after Barry Weiss gave her introduction. Um, right. And so, uh, so, 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 so both sides, so I thought this, this doesn't necessarily reflect my own views. So, so I, 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 I was, I I gave a reluctant, no, it did not fail because Barry Weiss made some good points. She goes, you know, it did pave the way for gay rights and, 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 you know, it did allow women to, you know, enter the workforce and blah, blah, blah. So, so, you know, there's a lot and, and destigmatize sex and sexual pleasure and things like that. So, so a lot of stuff I thought was fine, but, you know, there are also a lot of, things that you know when, when, you, when you for example when you look at surveys these days women on average are much more uh depressed are much more unhappy um sure. despite having much more freedom and more choices um so it's kind enough. of um it, it was kind of uh, uh uh you know it's you know thomas soul once said that you know there's no such thing as a solution there are only trade-offs mm-hmm. um and i think that's a good you know way to describe it's it so, yeah um and so what, what's what was interesting though is i thought that louise perry and anakashian they did a better job of articulating the case against the sexual revolution. That doesn't necessarily mean that I thought that, that they were inherently right on everything. I just, I just thought that they did a better Wait, job. Wait, who's the other side? The other side was Grimes and Sarah Hader. Sarah Hader, right. And she has like a Muslim background, right? Yeah. So, so she, she, her, she's like where she's coming from. Yeah. It's, I, so do they define what, like, what is the sexual revolution? Like, like specifically. 60s? Yeah, late '60s, early '70s. Yeah. So that was like, um, you know, uh, uh, right after uh, the birth control pill came out, and so right, uh, right. women were able to, you know, have more control over their bodies, and you know, so it's like, you know, they were able to, you know, society as a whole was able to kind of decouple um, sex from reproduction, and it could just be, you know, a pleasure thing, right? Sure. Um, but uh, uh, you know, there, of course, there are always you know unintended consequences when you have this drastic social shift. Um, but, but, you know, they, they made an interesting case that, you know, like I, I thought they may, they might, they might've, sh- that they should have done a better job of kind of like, you know, like is the sexual revolution still going on with like trans stuff? Um, what the hell was that? Oh, you heard that? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a car. That's oh. a car. <laughs> like, yeah. They're, they're a bunch of like, I don't know if it's them, but they're a bunch of like young I live in a, I'd say upper middle class area. So there are kids with like nice cars, like high school kids with like uh, Mustangs and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes they like zoom around. No, I, it's like man yells like, it's not man yells at cloud. It's like, let's slow down. Like, <laughs> 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 there are children around here. <laughs> but yeah, um, um, at least what I look at it as, at least they're, I scared the shit out of my cat. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, um, at least, like I see them out there, like washing their cars and stuff, and like yeah. checking them out. Like, oh, dude, look at my cars. Oh, look at my car. Like, yeah. to me, at least it's better than looking at a screen all day and like shit yeah. posted on Twitter, like I do. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if it's one of them. I live on a like, it's not a big street. It's just like one lane, one way, one lane, the other. Mm-hmm. But it's like a thoroughfare. 
Oh, it, gotcha. Like it's a busy street. Right. So sometimes like, I don't know how, like sometimes a big truck will come by and I'll like shake my fucking house. Uh, <laughs> I'll be like, God damn it. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, that's what it was. Um, but uh, yeah, getting back to the, to the sexual revolution thing, like, you know, it, it was mostly defined as like being like this late sixties, early seventies thing. and sort of an extension of like, you know, hippie free love and, and all that stuff. And, 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 and kind of like a reaction to the cynicism of, you know, the time, the, the turbulent time in, uh, in American uh, politics at the time. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so I, so I love Sarah Hader. I think she's done a great job of kind of like articulating, um, you know, the problems with, with, you know, uh, radical Islamism um, and how yeah, anti-liberal, no, no. <laughs> yeah, um, and and being a, a staunch defender of free speech and and yeah, and, I like and, her. And yeah, she's yeah, she, she's great. Um, I did not think that she was that well prepared for this debate. Um, mm, so she, that was a bit of a disappointment mm. for me. Um, she has she definitely had some good points, but I thought she kind of floundered around a little bit. And Grimes mm. was fucking embarrassing. Oh really? My God, it, she was fucking terrible. Dude, can I be honest? I yeah. I didn't get why was she there? Like I don't know. And I'm glad. I'm funny. I was gonna ask you that, and it's very mm -hmm. funny because when I saw Grimes on the marquee, mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, is Grimes like an intellect? Like, does she <clears throat> is she like knowledgeable about this stuff? Does she write about it? Does she tweet? Oh, maybe I'm missing something. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. am I? And Instinct was right. It's like, nope, should have been there. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, because I know she's like this weird singer chick, and she's into like NFTs and AI crap and whatever. But like, okay, but maybe she's got like an intellectual side. Um, uh, but yeah, when I I, I thought she, like, I felt I actually felt really bad for Sarah Hader. It's like because Sarah wasn't that great, one. and then it was just having that as her partner dude she sounded like so she, she's she's like really spastic she comes off as like this awkward you know anxious teenager and then she was just and like using big yet common words so she's like yeah you know everything is just like like fundamentally fucked it's just fucked okay it's just like the government has just done like a really bad job of like helping women okay so that's like it's just yeah. fucked up okay and it's like she just talked like that the entire time and then she, you know most of the other the, the other speakers they had prepared notes and they would kind of use it as reference and she's like yeah guys i'm like really bad at reading so okay hold on wait we're bad okay, at reading i'm bad at reading i have like this problem okay so it's just like okay so yeah why, the government, it's just why do you think she was there i do don't think know she, do you think she might have bankrolled some of it because then she, she like super rich because of elon Probably. Um, I mean, I, they were married, right? Yeah, they, they they were married, or at least they were in a relationship. I don't know if they were actually married, but um, well, they have, they at least have a child together, if not yeah, more than yeah. one. So she's getting she's getting some sort of flow from the richest man in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't um, know. I, I was surprised when I saw her on there, and okay. I thought yeah, she was pretty bad. I mean, like, and so here's what was really surprising to me. So remember when I said fifty one percent said that they were said that they thought that the sexual revolution failed, whereas 49% said that yeah. they thought it didn't fail. At the end, it flipped exactly that. It, it, it was 49 were, so, so, so after the debate, 49 said that they thought yeah. the revolution, that the sexual revolution failed and 51% thought it didn't fail. Um, See, it's like that, the side with Grimes won by two, by two points. Like, <laughs> so I think one, the, so I, my, my, I would say, I haven't heard any of this debate. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if it, it's gonna come out. It will come out. It will come out. And I'll definitely listen to it. Yeah, I would be on the side of it. It hasn't failed. Um, right. I think, and you saying the Thomas Sowell line is accurate. Like, look at where we were, like as a species before it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean a lot of it isn't cringe and has bad trade-offs. Right. But the way people were stigmatized and punished, like literally, 
like people were there were sodomy laws yeah, yeah. But like like uh you know women especially women were um persecuted and prosecuted for different sorts of like ridiculous crimes yeah. um they had to stay in abusive relationships because of the stigma where men really could like run free and spread their seed a lot more yeah um so i think that anna and uh perry Louise, yeah louise perry, louise perry um, she like they had a harder argument to make yeah. like the the case it wasn't like an even uh split to begin with even though the vote on their side i think the vote was more on their side because that's not representative of society that's representative of the type of crowd that goes to a talk like that Anikachi had had got the most applause just regardless she's, so i she's think she's the fucking best like yeah, she's yeah. she's her and dasha are hilarious they're they're very insightful they're very funny yeah. um i actually found them because she was a guest on i think tim dylan's podcast oh okay i was like oh she's really funny and like mm. interesting and yeah. she's from new jersey hell yeah um mm. <laughs> whatever <laughs> that's that, that counts as, as a demerit but that's demerit all right well she in spite of being from new jersey she's great <laughs> uh and uh yeah anyway i forgot, I forgot I was wrong with that but i think they had the harder argue so like yeah, yeah. just kind of barry maybe even putting some some um i don't know give some context basically to the whole debate people are like oh you know that's a good point where like I think the vast majority of people, even though there is a little bit of a backlash now, there's all trad movement, there's all this stuff. I think yeah. it's still on the margins. I don't yeah. think people really want to go back to pre-sexual revolution. Right. Doesn't mean there aren't abundant issues, but yeah. I, I I don't. I think it'd be very difficult to argue that it has failed. Maybe I'll be swayed, right? So so here's what I'm gonna do right now, just from what you're telling me and my gut instinct. I'm gonna say I'm on the side that it has not failed. Right. Let's see if Anna and Louise. Um, change my mind like, like yeah i, I don't know yeah it, i i don't know when it's going to come out uh i definitely recommend checking it out and and you know maybe uh you know if, if it comes out relatively soon maybe we can do like a little bit of a follow-up on it i'm curious to get your thoughts oh 100 uh, i would i kind of why wouldn't it come out soon like i don't i'm not sure because this has happened before yeah. where where it's it's like oh like this thing will come out for like another three months sort of thing so, it's so like, weird i know it's it's oh. I, I don't know if it's like a sponsorship thing like uh. or, or you know maybe why somebody, was um like you that. said you saw uh, Katie Herzog and Jesse Single. I actually saw a few uh, prominent intellectuals, like 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 you know, interesting like heterodox people there. So, so I, they were there. Um, I'm a big fan of their podcast too. Yeah, Locked and Reported. Uh, they're, great. Yeah, they're great. Um And I saw Coleman Hughes. Oh, I love Coleman. Also from New Jersey. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, we're actually from like the same area, like same county. Yeah. He, but, we're basically brothers <laughs> clearly um, we're best friends we're best and then, uh, friends. so sarah hater has a podcast i think it's called special special place in hell with is it ann applebaum or something like that i don't know i'm kind um, i'm kind of uh uh saturated on podcasts i know there's so like every every prominent intellectual has like three podcasts now. that being said <laughs> you should sign up for our patreon for, yes. three, <laughs> for as little as three dollars you can support Ben and Joe making podcasts yeah. that you need to listen to in your rotation. Are you tired of listening to intellectuals? And would you rather listen to non-intellectuals talk about intellectuals? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we got the podcast for you. It's this one that you're listening to. <laughs> also, like and subscribe, please. That doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could get merch and books and uh, and just love us for yeah. as little as $3 a month. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Is there anything else? 
No, we'll put the link I in usually, the description. So yeah, I usually wait till the last 10 seconds of the episode to say that or just forget entirely. Yeah. Yeah. All that's, right. That's a good segue though. Um, but uh, Louise Perry did say. make uh, uh, an interesting point, and she, she she did point out the difficulty of being a more conservative person on this issue, where she's like, in these debates, we all we always have we always get stuck with the counter argument of, so what? You want to go back to the 1950s? And she goes, well, you yeah. know, I'm not saying which is what I just said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. missionary not- only. <laughs> <laughs> man woman married um both both of the same religion <laughs> but uh um and, and and she goes you know i i'm not necessarily arguing in favor of of that and and she, she said that she, she's slightly pro-choice like she, she's she, she's from yeah. the uk so they have moderate um abortion laws of uh there so like she's like open to some form of abortion wait what do you mean moderate abortion laws i think i think at least in the uk i think it's like abortion up to three like the first trimester and then oh i thought i think it's more than that no, I don't know. I, sure. I've looked it up before because usually the arguments I always make against I'm I'm very I think like it's one of my most like cent- centrist yeah. opinions is abortion. I'm like up to like, I guess, viability yeah. first few like six weeks is way too soon. People don't even know. Yeah. I have some pretty conservative people, by the way, who are like, what the fuck? Like six weeks. What are you talking about? You don't even know you're pregnant. Yeah. But I'm also against the ones where it's like in New Jersey. Oh, the be like how the baby looks. You can kill it when it comes. Exactly. Out. Like that's yeah. like the, uh, that's an exaggeration. But kind of not really um uh but so i always use like when france and i love france like i'm a francophile when mm-hmm. france was like tweeting about the dobbs decision and mm-hmm. it's like mississippi our most conservative state arguably had a law that was 15 weeks mm-hmm. and that's our most conservative yeah france is like 12 to 14 right right so it's like what do you like denmark like these countries that most of the time especially people on the left point to for medical, especially like medical and health, uh, like goals. Yeah. Like they're actually way more conservative on these. Mm-hmm. That being right. said, I don't think the UK is, I think the UK is more than that. Mm. All of that being said, we're like the most liberal Yeah. No. until very recently. And even still a handful of States are like the most like in the fucking world. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Cause on a many social issues, we're fairly conservative. Right. Right. So, um, but anyways, so, so she was at least trying to take a, a moderate position. And, and here's the thing. Both sides conceded some, like th- there was definitely some overlap. Like th- those yeah. who said that, that you know, the sexual re- revolution failed overall, they, they didn't say that, you know, it, it failed in every respect. They did acknowledge the wins for women that it did, you know, produce. Yeah. And those who said that it succeeded did point out that, yeah, there is, there, the, you know, it, it has kind of wrecked relationships, you know, modern, modern dating in many ways and has... Yeah. You produce a lot of unhappiness. You're all allowed you. to be up here unaccompanied yeah. by men. Exactly. <laughs> you can all get credit cards now. Yeah. <laughs> Some women, it's probably not a good thing. Well, Hater uh, uh, brought up an interesting point that I, I didn't know about. I, I think it was only up until like the 1960s where it was like, um, it had to do with, with like marital rape. Whereas like if a woman was raped by her husband, it was really, it was yeah. still really difficult for her to get a divorce or for her to be able to like, you know, like, file a lawsuit against or like you know prosecute yeah. her husband i'm not as sure about that i mean yeah I, I, yes uh in the u.s does she mean yeah yeah in the u.s yeah, like in the u.s 50s or 60s when yeah like, i mean there's finally... there there was a very common that you couldn't get raped by your husband that's like yeah. very common yeah. i thought you were gonna say in like the 70s i don't know about the u.s but in the uk in the 70s like women need a co-signer for a credit card Oh shit! In the fucking seventies. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, crazy. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm gonna look into like I'm 99 percent sure of that, but yeah, 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 yeah that's wild. So women you know. be shopping. 
um, but uh, overall, it was a it was a very fun uh, debate. It was uh, um, it was it was very lively, and it was also just cool, just like being able to to go to something like this in LA. Um, yeah, so that is that is cool. Yeah, from yeah. it's cool. Where was it? Oh, it was. It was at, I'll, I'll I'll send you some pics in, in the video. It was it was at the no, uh, Ace. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was it was the Ace Theater, which was originally the United Artists Theater. Um, Where is I guess that? It's, it, it's in downtown LA. Um, so United Artists was like uh, one of the original film studios in the 30s and 40s. Um, mm, interesting. So it, it, it's really cool. It's got like, this very old school like like Art Deco style to it. Um, so oh, you, you know, you know, I'm a oh yeah for Art Deco. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, so yeah, that was cool. It was a very fun, cool um, uh, experience. Um, so yeah, I'll, I recommend. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely gonna listen to it. I just don't know where it's gonna be published. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be on the lookout for it. Um, Will we see you? That, that, that lovely head of hair. The crowd, oh, there's okay. Joe. <laughs> you know, actually, I, I I got an upper balcony thing, but but like I was right up against the rail though, so I actually got really good seats, like looking yeah. directly down on, on the thing. So just looking at all their cleavage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should give a shout out uh, to the person, uh, Jake Mackey, uh, uh, who teaches at Occidental College. Uh, Has been a guest on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's the one who who set me up with that ticket. So thanks, buddy. Um, thanks, Jake. Yeah. We have not met because I wasn't on that episode. Right, right, right. But we have to have him back on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, so I definitely recommend going to debates. Can I say from now on that instead of from California, you're from the Occident, the Occident, <laughs> and I'm from the <laughs> Orient. I'm Oriental. You're Occidental. Yeah, if that's if it, you know, if if it means that you're you're willing to acknowledge that you know me, and it's like, yeah, I have a friend from the Occident. Yeah, the Occident, like yeah, that's the Occident was from Nevada. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did Obama go there for like a semester? I believe so. Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, I should point out blood of children. Um, and 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 this is uh, uh, Jake Mackey talked about this on the. Um, do, do you follow Free Black Thought? Yes. Um, they're 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 terrific. So so Jake Mackey is one of the co-founders of that of that uh, organization. Um, so he's, they 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 he's recently, white, right? Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, he, he's a uh, 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 politically black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, like, like the, the 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 group we founded, like, they're actually pretty ethnically diverse. So, so there's mm. some are black, some are I think Hispanic and white, and so it's, it's pretty diverse. But um, uh, uh, they recently launched a podcast, which I highly recommend checking out. Nice. Um, but uh, Jake was on it, and he was talking about how, like, the sort of wokeification of Occidental College. And he goes, "Yeah, like we were one of the first colleges to have like to, to become co-ed. Like we were one of the, like you know, so it's like we've we've always been a pretty progressive school, but for whatever reason, in recent years, like people have been pointing out, like, oh, like we're a white supremacist patriarchal institution. It's like how we've always been kind of Occidental, like, forward- a, a <laughs> private school in Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly." <laughs> Yeah, I would think it's super liberal. Like, I couldn't imagine that there's any sort of even like centrist bent school in yeah. LA. Yeah. Right? So, Am I missing? Am I missing any? Like, I don't know. Unless there's like some like, you know, private Jesuit university, which even then, even like, then, those can be pretty. Georgetown's private Jesuit university. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the, uh, what are we talking about? Yeah, what school am I thinking of? What's in Malibu? Uh, oh, I just passed by there. Pepper, Pepperdine? Pepperdine. Pepperdine. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Man, to go to college in Malibu. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. That'd be so cool. I have it's Malibu High. It's right across the street from the beach, too. Like, it's. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. 
Uh, I think we passed it when 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 you were when you were, we, we probably passed probably. by. I have Malibu High on my watch list. I'm gonna watch that eventually. Mm. No, I think I think Tarantino talks about it in his book. I think he like touches on it. He doesn't do like a chapter on it, but yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, man. What else are we talking about? Uh, well, speaking of Tarantino, oh yeah, I didn't even mean to do that. Yeah, but this is just something I want to. I saw it's cool. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser is set to be the lead in Tarantino's next and final, hopefully not, but final movie. Well. Um, it that has not been finalized from what I understand. Like, it's still kind of a Which rumor, part? um, about uh, uh, Paul Walter Hauser getting offered the role. Apparently, it's oh, still, really? Yeah, oh. character actor is said to have been given the opportunity to star in Tarantino's last film until this until the, the strikes delayed filming. Um, so I don't know if like the strikes kind of you know, threw oh, right? That okay, into, so barring the strike, yeah, you know, maybe okay, well. No. We're gonna report it like it is because yeah. then we do nothing else to talk about. That's <laughs> 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 uh, so. Um, I like I like him a lot. I'm a big fan of I like Jewel or Richard Jewel, right? Yeah, yeah. How was like, that movie? That's a Clint Eastwood one, right? I really liked it. I was also at a very. I mean, I still am, but at that time when I saw it, I was like, "Fuck the media!" Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like it was very much Clint Eastwood doing like a screw the media yeah. movie, and that was such a good example of. The media like ruining someone's life yeah. to the point where what people don't always understand and what I, I try and get through and a lot of my criticisms of the media is like it doesn't matter if at the end the person is found not guilty or even no charges are brought or whatever it is yeah. oftentimes their lives are still ruined yeah but like to the at the end of that movie i'm gonna spoil this because it, i mean this happened this is like a real guy like you know he didn't go to prison you know he wasn't the bomber we know who the bomber was it was a right-wing abortion activist actually anti-abortion activist actually yeah. um so at the end, John Hamm's character, who's an FBI agent, which is like half of his roles, mm. is like, I still like, I still think you did it, you piece mm. of shit. Yeah. Like, even though there's absolutely no evidence against you, I still think you did it. It's like, could you imagine living your life thinking that at least one person at the FBI thinks that you're a bomber? Yeah, like, same. and then that was even pre-social media where if you look at we were just talking about barry weiss how great her podcasts are yeah. um we were recording when we talked about that right like yeah, like yeah. The, her her other ones the journalism like uh she did a great one on the birder versus dog part like the the girl who got accused of being a racist right around like the george floyd shit yeah. when um the birder which sucks because i'm i like birds i, I don't i'm myself a birder but i do love birds mm -hmm. um and he was like of course he started recording after all the shit he had said and done and he like completely changed and she was freaked out and it was a whole like don't call the police no matter what even if you're in danger you're being a karen or whatever it is yeah. and her life she had to like flee she got fired from her job and yeah. and like publicly censured and she had to, she was in like europe and hiding basically I think she successfully sued. I don't know. I'm sure she got a fat payout or whatever. But like she was completely in the right in that. Like she did yeah. nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And just the whole idea, especially at that time, of like a black man accusing you of something while recording you, like she kind of broke down. Mm. And um and the media ran with it and made her yeah. out to be like a typical uh like maybe superficial progressive type person but it's really just a racist like all us white people. And right, that was right. so fucking sick. And it's that kind of shit that like the media, like, no, she didn't face any, she was fired, mm -hmm. um, which is horrible. Like that ruins yeah. people's lives on its own. But like 
she didn't face any charges. I'm not guilty of anything. And the media still ruined her life. Yeah. Or, or, or I mean, I'm sure she's going to have, she talked about her mental health and all of that. Like, even if she's come, but like nothing's come out about her really not any mainstream publications or anything even went viral on like heterodox spaces that kind of was like a mea culpa which yeah. really righted the except for barry weiss's podcast but and right. as great as she is and as much of a reach as she has it's still you know she's still an ex-new york times columnist with right. a growing but still fairly small um you know media footprint yeah yeah so i don't know anyway yeah. so he's in that and that's a great movie <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I have not seen a whole lot of his work, but, uh, do you see black Klansman? Yeah, I did see that one. He's in, he's that one. I think he's like the guy who gets a like, real radical. Uh, it's, I, I watched the movie in theaters when it came out. So I, I, I okay. He, I think he's the guy who like goes through with the bombing or whatever. Uh, like, like he really, so he was the bomber then, huh? Yeah. That's actually funny. <laughs> I, 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 yes, he was in that one. He was the bomber. I, I believe. Yeah. I only saw that once. Um, I can't remember exactly. He's in another uh, Spike Lee movie. He's in a small role in the five bloods, which I think is a very underrated movie. Like I thought <laughs> the movie was sweet. Yeah. Um, I think it was better than black Klansman. Yeah, Black Clans was very cool. It's a, it a great story. Mm-hmm. I think The Five Bloods is a better movie. Mm. Um, uh, what else is he in? I, I can't think off the top of my head, but he's always like it's cool to see someone get their first. Uh, assuming he gets it, they're like first lead because yeah. he's very talented and he's very humble. Like I've heard him on movie podcasts where he's like, "Look, I'm just like happy to work." Yeah, like he's not. If you don't know who we're talking about, he's a he's a a big guy it's a portly fellow portly fellow you know he's not um tom holland or andrew right. garfield or toby mcguire i'm just gonna name the spider-man yeah. <laughs> he's, a, <laughs> he's, a, he's he, not something like michael keaton he's not ben affleck he's not yeah. george clooney he's yeah he's a he's a he's a larger man um and that's great and i don't like i don't i don't want to sound i'm like not trying to be offensive when i say this huh? I, I mean this like I, that's why I love actors like this. Mm. They're so talented. Yeah. And uh, and I, again, I'm not saying this to be offensive or mean. Like, it's why I love Kathy Bates. Like, mm. Kathy Bates is an incredible actress. Yeah. yeah. But it's not because of her looks. And like, yeah. I, I assume she would know that. Like, I think she's honestly one of the, I, I was going to write something like she's the best actress in Hollywood. I think she's mm. fantastic. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the water boy and just, just, just but, but she's not going to play Wonder Woman. Like, she's right. not going to play Wonder Woman. Dude, she's so much more than the water boy. <laughs> Like, come on, she's incredible. Yeah, but she played Bobby Boucher's mom. Like, that's that's she, pretty she was great role. in that. That was she pretty was a, a meaty role, I think. I thought she was a Cajun was... lady and yeah, the foosball. <laughs> no, yeah, like misery, and there's about Schmidt. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of great movies. She she's fantastic. She is, um, yeah. I like her a lot in my I think it's gotten more uh Midnight in Paris. I love that movie. I always call it a guilty pleasure movie, but I think people just like it. it's it's a very it's like there's a handful of topics that would be like oh we wrote this for ben d'alessio and that's one of them it's a guy going back to 1920s paris just like meeting famous people yeah like ernest hemingway um uh cole porter uh dali salvador dali um i'm kind of just blanking on on the names here but it's like that era that that uh uh, not swinging, uh, but it was like 1920s Paris. It, it, yeah, that's it, what Bohemian. Be- yeah, Bohemian. It's not Belle Epoque. They actually also go to the Belle Epoque in that movie, which is like 30 years before, because 
Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. But um, uh, oh, Picasso, of course, and Kathy Bates is in it. She plays uh, uh, Stein. What was her first name? Gertrude. Gertrude Stein. Yeah, she, yeah. she's great. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So anyway, uh, she's she's fantastic. Uh, Paul Terhauser, I'm very excited. I'm excited for any. I mean, Tarantino's one of the few directors that like you're just going to see his movies, right? Like it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. You can make a movie about any topic. I'm going to see be like it. A, a PG rated romantic comedy. And I'll still uh, go see I'd it. I'd still like. go see it. Um, even if, even if it's probably just like written by Tarantino, like if you see the script, I'd probably just go see anything. Yeah. There aren't that many directors that I'm like that, like Nolan Fincher. Um, I don't, I know you, it would be uh, who's your boy. Who do you love? Um, the guy who does the weather. <laughs> Oh, David Lynch. David yeah. Lynch. David Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> <The weather. laughs> I'd probably see anything Cronenberg. Uh, yeah. I haven't, uh, not that I've done that, but like, oh, new Cronenberg, like we just did that with Crimes of the Future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're also more like movie people. I mean, just yeah. like the, the more, uh, the sort of auteur type directors where they yeah. have a distinctive style where it's like, no matter what they do, it, even if it's not great, it's still interesting. It's still going to be above average yeah. than, than typical Hollywood movie. So yes, for the most, yes, for the most part. Um, um, I also love the fact that like, it seems like, you know, even when you have a lesser known actor doing a Tarantino movie, like it, it often produces really good results. I mean, like, you know, what's like, Christoph Waltz in, you know, when, when he did Inglourious Bastards, where it's like, he was a nobody in the U S and then he, he was like, holy shit. He, he knocked it out of the park in that. It's like one of my favorite performances ever yeah no he's, he's, he's fantastic or, or or he'll help revive you know uh, uh a f- i shouldn't say it, like a failed or washed up actor but, but like you know what like what he did with like uh john travolta in yeah. fiction where it's like yeah so it's like you know if tarantino thinks you've got something it's like yeah this is gonna be an interesting role so yeah um, yeah i hope that this guy kills it yeah i thought when we were talking about this before because this is about a critic right like a yeah. movie critic. i thought it was supposed to be a woman so that one, I think that was just speculation on the part oh. of the media because they were because Tarantino has always been a big fan of Pauline Kael, who was like yeah. a sort of um, she was uh, I, I guess she was kind of like the heterodox movie critic of the times where she was okay. always willing to kind of take a contrarian view. She's like an Armand White of, <laughs> <laughs> of, of what the seventies or yeah yeah. Um, and she was often very controversial, but she she was a great writer though. I've I, I read a little bit of her stuff, and and okay. almost I, I I haven't read all of her reviews. Like almost every review of hers that I've seen of a movie that I liked, she almost always did not like it. Yeah. Sucks. I, I know it sucks. But but she was always like she she was a terrific writer though. Just like in terms of like her prose style and just like being very okay. incisive. Um, so she was very she was whip smart for sure. I like to um, just go back and read. Um, just like old reviews sometimes, especially yeah. uh, what's his name, um, uh, Ebert. Yeah, you know, Roger Ebert such Ebert a great read. writer, dude. Oh my like, amazing. Yeah, and I didn't agree with him all the time. Like he had yeah. some strange takes on some movies, but yeah, yeah, um, he was great. Like I want to. What Perry is your last name? Uh, Pauline Kale. Oh, Pauline. oh, Louise Perry. Are you talking about no, no, the? No. I'm, I'm thinking of the critic. I got them confused. Oh, okay. Uh, Pauline Kale. Kale. So, so I think it's K E K A E L. Oh. I think. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I'll, I'll look up some of her writing. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, yeah, no, so, this guy's like a he like writes in like a porn mag, right, or something like that. Yeah, which seems to be which seems to draw from Tarantino's own life a little bit because Tarantino for, for a brief time when he was a teenager, he got a job I think like f- passing out flyers for like a porno theater or something. That was like, when it was, he said that that was like his first like film related job. <laughs> Do they have any of those in LA? porn theaters yeah not that i know of if they're gonna be anywhere they'd be in la or new york i think or san francisco but 
Because there was one strip club yeah. on Hollywood Boulevard, which we might have passed. I, I might have pointed out to you when we passed by when we yeah. were walking. And uh, it's called Deja Vu. And okay. like the tagline says, thousands of pretty girls and three ugly ones. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my God. I can't believe they have that. Like, t- no, I'm serious. Like, like in today's time, they still yeah. have that. Yeah. I, I just saw it like, like a few weeks ago. I was walking with my family. I was like, hey, check out that sign. Is it pretty cool? <laughs> it's on Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset Boulevard? It, it's on Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. Oh my God. I can't, I can't imagine the Cretans that slither into there. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Um, I don't even know what to make of that. It's just hilarious. That, that that's, that's that. I love that. That's so funny. Um, um, real quick, that, that kind of reminds me of like that sort of brutal honesty. There's a band called Dream Theater, and they only had one hit song in the in the early '90s called "Drag Me Under," I think, or, or, or "Pull Me Under." And so they it released a familiar. best of. Huh? I'm sorry. The, it sounds familiar, like that yeah. band. I can't. Yeah, Dream. Th- they're, they're pretty good, but they've never really been huge. Like, like they've always kind of been like number 180 in the top 200. Yeah, the yeah. Billboard chart sort of thing, right? Like they've always kind yeah. of been popular enough to get like you know a, a good steady crop, but they've never really had many yeah. hits. So they released a best of album, and it was called Greatest Hit and Twelve Other Really Good Songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's very uh, that's good. Yeah. Oh. But uh, um, oh yeah, so we're talking about Tarantino. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any. It's, I saw it's cool news. Like we like yeah. to just bring up anything Tarantino related. I really hope it's not his last movie. Yeah. What uh, we talked about this before? What he just because like yeah. he just wanted to make what ten? Yeah, I I, I actually kind of like it. Like I'm sure he could do at least another five, ten great movies that'll be just as good as anything he's ever done. But I I like the idea. I don't like it artist. at all. I I I, th- I kind of like it though because I mean like so many times like you know for example like a great TV show where it's like oh the first five seasons were great and then season six was okay and then seven yeah I say that but uh, but that's different because they're all like different movies like, I, yeah I don't know I don't like it because look at the record speaks for itself like what are his bad movies um was that Grindhouse one that he did? The no, Death Proof? Death Proof is not bad. I think Death Death Proof. I haven't seen underrated. it, so I, I can't say. But, I, um, I wrote an I, I reviewed it like two mm-hmm. years ago, and I think it's very underrated. I've, I've been seeing a lot more sort of retrospective, like positive re- reviews. I think maybe when it came out, people were expecting something more, uh, and they probably, didn't get yeah. that. Uh, it's not. I, I don't think it's in its top even ten. <laughs> yeah, no, like it might. I haven't seen Jackie Brown in so long, so I can't remember. Um, I don't know if I've reviewed it. I don't think so. And honestly, it might be his worst movie, but I st- I gave it like an 81, I think. Like, yeah, if yeah. that's your worst movie, yeah, yeah. it's like, there are a lot of directors who make stinkers. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have any stinkers. Like, actually, I would probably put Death Proof. I think, I don't think I rated it higher, but like, if you were like, right now, you have to watch Death Proof or Hateful Eight, I'd probably watch Death Proof. Mm, okay, interesting. Hateful Eight, I like. I think it's oh. good. Um, I don't think he should have gone django to hateful eight like it seemed mm. too similar like yes right. django is like kind of right before the civil war if late yeah. was like after the civil war but right. and i didn't love the kind of like single location type thing yeah but i know he likes that a lot kind of like that agatha christie shit yeah, um, yeah. but i would have just liked him to go do something totally different yeah i think i i loved it because i was expecting because i didn't see it until years after it came out so mm. and, and, and it it got more a more lukewarm response um so i was expecting something bad and i was or at least not not as good but i was i actually really dug it it reminded me a lot of the thing john carpenter's the thing 
of yeah. just sort of like an isolated yeah. you know, location. Sure. And, 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 and so I, I, I actually thought that was pretty, I, I liked it quite a bit. And then, and then I watched it again with like the behind the scenes commentary with people who worked on it. So I think I got even more appreciation for it. Um, but um, oh yeah, uh, I will say though, uh, I was surprised because uh, uh, during that commentary when they were talking about what it's, what it's like working with Tarantino, um, the guys who, who worked on the film they said like most big Hollywood directors, you know, they're they're you know, of course they're pretty arrogant, so they're sort of like if you you know. You, like if, if if you're like a stagehand or, or or a grip or you know like like pretty low on on the totem pole in, in terms of like you know like priority jobs uh, uh, on, on on a film shoot, it's almost impossible for you to just go up to the director and just like chat with them. But Tarantino was always just like whenever they would break for lunch, he would just sit and it's like anybody could just go up to him. Like even if you you were a no name like you know production assistant who's just there to move boxes or whatever it's mm -hmm. like you just go up to him and then like hey so what's your favorite movie what's what's a good movie that you've seen lately and then he'll just he'll tell you like yeah so, so apparently he's very approachable on the set he um, does seem very approachable and just like especially if you want to talk about like like rolling thunder or something. yeah it's yeah like, go up to me say like hey uh you know in, 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 in the 1970s my dad took me to see you know dirty yeah. harry and be like oh my god let me tell you a story about dirty harry when i first yeah. saw him it's like he'll just like if you talk to him about movies, like that's like your entry points. Like he'll just talk forever about like no matter if, if you, even if you're a complete nobody. Um, what do you think about this? Mm. I was just thinking. Do you know what I'd love to see him make? Uh, I'd love to see him make a sci-fi movie. You mean like a Star Trek movie that he almost made? No, no, <laughs> any god, no, anything but Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think he could. You know, just something original. Yeah, like yeah. that's what I mean. Like I don't not. A current ip just like yeah. make something yeah. cool i don't know if it would be like that's one of those things where maybe that would be like the oh shit is he losing it like maybe he right. shouldn't or it could be like this is amazing like this yeah. is in the canon of sci-fi now yeah or maybe like a book that hasn't been made really well like dune they're they've already done they just did a tarantino dune would be wild yeah yeah Ooh. tarantino almost made a marvel comics movie in the Ugh. 90s it was uh, uh, luke cage uh, that probably been cool. Well, here's because the, like, the Luke Cage character came out, you know, to, to capitalize on like the black exploitation craze in the in the 70s. So Tarantino yeah. was well, that was for him. He was like, oh, like I always loved the comics since when I was a kid, and like I thought it would be cool to cool to do like in the 70s, you know, gritty crime, you know, mm -hmm. superhero movie. So I was like, okay, like like that would be like the one superhero movie that I could see Tarantino mm -hmm. doing, just because he, he has such a fondness for gritty 70s, you know, black exploitation yeah. cinema. Um, yeah, he wanted to make a Star Trek movie um maybe you would get me to like star trek i think start when, when i first met my my now fiance you know then girlfriend yeah she was like star wars is dorky i'm like star wars is not dorky star right. trek is dorky she's like okay fine i'll give you <laughs> i'm glad you put her in her place yeah um, i still bring it up to her i'm like you think star wars is dorky she's like i don't <laughs> That's the sort of patriarchal behavior that I love about you, Ben. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I gotta tell her, hey, sometimes I gotta lay down the law. I know. Just put Star your foot Wars down. Not, Star Wars is not dirty. This house, in this house. <laughs> in this house. Love we is love. Believe. We believe in science, and Star Wars is much better than Star Trek. It's not Trek. dorky. It's not dorky. Um, Tarantino also wanted to make a James Bond movie. Um, he wanted to do it like a black and white and make it set in the 50s or 60s, I think. Mm. Um, it could be interesting. I don't know, man. I would just love him to do like, like, like think about Kill Bill. Like, I think yeah. I like the Kill Bill movies more than most. Mm -hmm. um, 
I love the Japanese influence. Like yeah. it's kind of like, oh, it's white people, but Japanese shit. Like that's for me. Like that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I, I love that kind of shit. Like oh, blonde with a with a katana. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, like, who would have thought of that? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe other people, but or or Inglorious Bastards. Like yeah, it's not completely fresh because it's about Nazis and stuff. But it was unique. It had it included cinema. It included like a like a the 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 hunter like the Jewish hunter yeah. um, or the had like the Jewish American soldiers and it had this Hans Lanza character like that was so fucking cool yeah um I don't want him to go just like do the Tarantino version of Star Trek right, of right. Uh, superhero yeah I'd love him to do something original or maybe like a like a, a book that he loves that you know you know how he loves kind of not like super popular things all the time that like may i haven't even heard of or that's in the sci-fi or like neuromancer or something yeah. if he did a yeah. neuromancer he did um foundation and it's not a faction foundation i don't know i i can't i can't think exactly right now maybe a, a philip k dick movie that's not blade runner um or like an avengers you know comic book ugh, story no. <laughs> yeah, but that people didn't know about though you know like that kind of forgotten yeah. avengers mm. um now i i hear you man where, where it's something where it's like you know something you know that's so close and dear to him you know even if it was based on an existing thing um but mm -hmm. if it's like for him it's like you know like it was a source of inspiration for his film work and so like now it's him like you know taking a stab at it that would that would be cool but you know getting back to the thing of like an act uh, of like an artist saying like i've said everything i need to say mm -hmm. I, I don't know i like that i or where it's like yeah but i'm selfish yeah, well, I don't give a shit about I your want, stupid I feelings. Want, so. I want more. I want more. <laughs> I know, me too. Well, here's the thing. So I don't know if Tarantino is has returned to this, but like this was probably like six or seven years ago. He was doing an interview and where where he first mentioned that he wants he wants to end at 10. And he goes, but you know, I might fudge it a little bit. Like I might do like Kill Bill 3 and just say that that, that whole trilogy is just one movie. Because technically he, he shot Kill Bill one and two to be one movie. Um so oh, he goes, did he? Yeah, so so he he was talking about kind of like fudging the ten. It's like volume two, volume exactly. three. Yeah, yeah. So what would he be at right now if everything is just one? I guess he would be at nine. Bill Bill's one and two. Oh, really? He would be at nine. Bill one and two. Jackie Brown, Death Proof, Glorious Bastards, Django, Hateful Eight, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What am I missing? Uh, not sure. I don't know. It'll come to me. But anyway, so so he was kind of talking. He's, he's like, oh, but then and then like you know, Death Proof that was more of a double feature that wasn't really fully me. So he's kind of trying to find ways to kind of squeeze a few more movies while still adhering to a ten movie rule. I don't think anyone ever like you see this all the time with like rappers. Yeah. Like, he retired. Like, oh, really? He's gonna be able to. He's gonna be able to dabble in two years. Yeah. Like, like the only people who can't do that is like athletes because their body physically can't do it. Yeah, like he yeah. can't come back in seven years. He's like, I'm gonna play quarterback for the New York Giants. Like, you can't, you can't do that. Um, well, or he, he could just do what, what Kiss does, dude. So my friend, Chopper, quiet, buddy. Um, my friend pointed out to me that Kiss, the band Kiss, has spent almost more time on reunion tours <laughs> than actually just being a yeah, normal man. band. Yeah, <laughs> money gets it's a lot of money. Because let's see, Kiss found what was founded in the early 70s, so like 71, yeah. 72. And then I think in the in the early 90s was when they first went when they went on their first farewell tour. So that's 20 years of them just being like a straightforward band for 20 years. Yeah. The early 30 for early 90s. So that's like 30 years <laughs> of them going on like farewell tours. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Do Kiss I never really liked Kiss like uh, 
but then uh i really love detroit rock city mm. and i loved how they used it in stranger things yeah um, i was like probably my favorite scene of the most recent season uh, my fiance is like a huge stranger things fan and i always mm. liked it i love the first season second season i thought was kind of kind of trash yeah. they did a little better with third and fourth like it's good like i'm mm. gonna it's one of, like i'm gonna watch it yeah. um I, I'm, I'm glad they're finishing it like we were talking about shows is kind of going stale yeah um, because it's a cash cow um so just keep making it but the they use that song really really good in like the first or second episode mm. and then i really like strutter yeah you know, strutter yeah it's yeah, a good yeah. one but what's like like a lot of these bands i feel like growing up I didn't like them because I don't like their really popular songs. That's all I'd hear. Like Kiss is what I want to rock and roll. Like that song stinks. I love that song. That song stinks, dude. It's one of those songs where it's like, it is like inherently a dumb song, but it's it's also like, but dude, if you're at it, like if you're at a party and everyone's drinking and and that song comes on, it's like, you're going to be singing along with that song. You know, you are. I don't know, dude. I think that song kind of stinks. I do. Cause you've got a cold, dead black heart. No, it's not true. I just said, I like other kiss songs. Like same, but even goes with one of my favorite bands, Iron Maiden. Like I don't like run to the Hills. I don't like number of the beast. I don't think those are good songs. I do love, um, um what's like their other like they're like, like the trooper tro- the trooper yeah trooper's amazing that's cool yeah one of the best that's one of the best opening riffs in yeah metal but um but yeah so i think that's why it's like oh that's kiss like, i don't really like them but yeah shredder rules detroit rock city rules yeah um i don't know they've, they've grown on me a little yeah isn't gene yeah. simmons isn't he like a big republican no but ace freely is a big he's a guitarist he's he's a big trump supporter oh i see i love that with bands do you remember this is such a deep cut but do you remember when what which of the ramones is like a huge republican uh i don't know i don't because it's, it's, def- it's not head. it's not john joey or Didi. no it's not joey joey's a lead singer yeah it's not him I don't know if it's is Frankie one of them. I don't remember. But it, it's like, dude, they were at they're getting inducted to the to the Rocker Hall of Fame, and he's like, and God bless our president George Bush. Oh, that's <laughs> right. right. I forgot about that. <laughs> like one, that'd be so super weird if like I think and like I think Bush was like very unpopular at this time too. Yeah. It was like everyone was kind of just like, dude, this guy sucks. And yeah. Like God, I don't know. I, I don't know why I thought of that, but I think <laughs> a lot of bands end up splitting and going like very disparate, like disparate paths. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, man. <laughs> yeah, like what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but uh, yeah, man. So uh, kiss. Star Wars, Star Wars, and Fire, and Fire. That's right. That's a good. That's a good summary, Joe. Yeah. Oh no, the Sexual Revolution. That was like the Sexual main... Revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time you have to get Anna's autograph for me. Yeah, I'll get her to sign my cleavage. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I see you, like I'll have you bump up up against me yeah. when like the the ink is still wet. Do like a pick. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, man. So I'm glad that Kiss is, is still uh, that they've re- reunited for the 19th time. So thank God, because I thought they, <laughs> I thought they'd really be retired there. How, how old is Kiss? I, I know that the band has been around for like 50 years now. So they're um, like in their 70s, if not yeah. later. I like how uh, I, I just wrote an article about this. How uh, for for grunge, how uh, 
Kiss wore makeup throughout the seventies and in the early eighties, they took the makeup off and they're all ugly. So everyone's just like, no, put the makeup back on. So they- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. Wait, what's grunge? Is oh, grunge.com. The, the publication, one of the publications yeah. I write for. Um, so yeah, you want to plug them? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then on that note, <laughs> I do like to plug um, a publication that I do think is is producing high quality work. Um, that is the Reckless Muse blog. Nah, they um, suck. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the movie reviewer that they have on there just fucking blows. No, he's actually the only good part of it. <laughs> you should definitely just read him and his and his short stories. I have another short story for it. I'm gonna publish on there soon. Yeah. Well, if you're, um, if you're, if you're <laughs> um, check it out. We've got some great stuff on there. Uh, we've got Ben's uh, reviews. He's got some short stories. Uh, we've got some culture commentary. And if you would like to write for the Reckless Muse, um, the link will also be in the description uh, on Spotify and YouTube. So check it out, guys. You have uh, to sleep with one of us. Yeah, that's the only way, really, yeah. that you'll that you'll be able to get in. So. Gender doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Reckless Muse. Nervous. The sexual revolution. <laughs> Still going strong. Oh, the reckless sex cast. The reckless sex cast. The reckless <laughs> fuck cast. <laughs> All right, Benjamin. All right. Oh, hey, real quick, want to point out the the bag of cobras thing? Oh yeah, my uh, <laughs> my my nickname is Ben Bag of Cobras Delessio. Great meme. It was like it was like what what political like where are you in the political spectrum? That had a picture of, I guess you'd say South Asian man. Indian, yeah. Pakistani, Bangladeshi, one of those probably. Yeah. Uh, just like unraveling a bag of cobras. And, like, and it says, man, man leashes bag of cobras to fight bureaucracy. It's like, yes, <laughs> that's my politics. <laughs> I tagged you on that. It's like, it's yeah, that's a good political stance to take. Just, that is uh, a, a great one. <laughs> I was like, bag of cobras is such a great term. <laughs> Is unleashing like in a state capital or whatever. <laughs> uh, probably some like small t- city council somewhere in like yeah, the yeah. 38th largest city in India. And some guy just fed up. You <laughs> 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 probably he didn't get the variants he wanted, so he brings in a bag of cobras. <laughs> I think that, that that would be a good a political party too that we should start. Yeah, the, co- the cobra party. <laughs> Like, that'd be All badass. Right. It's like, wait, what do you guys stand for? Cobras, <laughs> snakes. <laughs> so, what, what are you going to do about the climate crisis? Cobras, <laughs> homeless. Uh, cobras actually would work there. <laughs> uh, not quite related. Theo Vaughn was talking about how he, he always has these crazy stories growing up in like in the like the super poor area in, so, in yeah, Louisiana. Asian country. Yeah, yeah, and and he's talking about how like um uh uh. Like whenever, like oh, so like it was like one of the rare, extremely rare times that it started to uh, snow mm-hmm. in, in in oh no, sorry, I don't think it was. It might just been like a hurricane. I don't know, some some crazy stormy weather. weather. And so, in 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 Louisiana, and so like uh, uh, one of the uh, these like yeah, they, they, we had this neighbor down the street, and he he pulled out his gun, he starts shooting at the tornado, and he's like, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> Fuck this. He started calling like racial. He got started yelling racial slurs at the, at the hurricane. <laughs> Fuck this! God damn it, Felix, go back inside. <laughs> yeah, that's right. good. I wasn't. I, I was living in Louisiana when uh, it snowed for the first time in a decade. Like literally, it was 2008 to 2018. As there in 2018, oh. and it was just. <laughs> Bedlam, just people's loss. It didn't like, it didn't like, it snowed like 
a half an inch or something. Yeah, and just yeah. people lost their minds. <laughs> like ambulances going up and down the streets and stuff. Just no idea how to handle it. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Yep. Well, stay All reckless, right, Benjamin. Yep, stay reckless, Joe. Fight the crits. <laughs>